0: your problems with the Irish.
1: Shut up! Oh my god! Why would you drag that on? <laughs> what? Okay, so before...
0: Uh, I've always wondered about the sign on the, f- on the front <laughs> door that says, No Irish need apply.
1: My answers just came over on the Mayflower, thank you. Um, Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is the Sun
2: Nerds of a Podcast.
1: Uh, I'm Elise.
2: I'm Nick. And I'm Alex. We did that out of order. This is this, all messed
1: up. We're sitting in the wrong chairs. Up. Yes.
2: Up is down, black <laughs> is white. And Nick, we have to we have to switch chairs now. Oh god.
1: Oh god. Oh no. So for those of you guys for the uninitiated, this is some nerds have a podcast. Um before we tape every episode, we do an audio test, which is recorded mostly for blackmail against me cuz yeah. I inevitably say something that's terrible. Sometimes, so for the one
2: time that Alex did. Sometimes we use them as cold opens, not always.
1: Yeah. So sometimes we, we create cold opens based off of that. So that's that's what that was for the uninitiated. Um, I don't actually, for the record, have a problem with Irish people. They're very <laughs> fine, upstanding. They've learned to assimilate. No, the Irish, into, Irish Protestants on the other <laughs> It's
2: a very wonderful 32-county socialist republic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One day.
1: Exactly. So anyway, um... I, I feel very so I, I feel weird because I'm in the middle seat yeah and I'm usually not You're in the driving middle, the podcast and I'm driving the podcast and this is not something that should ever happen <laughs> so now I feel really I feel extra bad because we got some new listens uh, we got some new listeners from our time at MarsCon so, MarsCon hey guys do we want to talk about our time at MarsCon in scenic Williamsburg Virginia. At the historic DoubleTree, the historic DoubleTree—it <laughs> I mean, is historic
0: for our podcast. Yeah, that our... is the that is the hotel where our uh, where our podcast was birthed.
1: In the room, and we had all of our panels were in the room that you guys yeah. shared your love of podcasting. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and
0: so we just happened to wind up in that same room every single time, which mm. is pretty cool.
1: So it was very exciting for us. Um, I would say, for the most part, yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um. So we ran we ran a few panels. Um, I did one on activism and youth culture as influenced by young adult novels, Um, which then later somebody completely unrelated. It was funny. Uh, The other day I read like a tweet about, uh, you know, fiction, realistic fiction. Like, yes, this is filled with ennui and maybe I'll cheat on my wife. And then, like, young adult fiction, like, overthrow the government, bitches! Mm. Uh, so, anyway, I felt very vindicated. Like, I had tapped into the zeitgeist about something. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, you want to talk about Nick and Alex? You all want to talk about your panels that you led? No. There. <laughs> um, Nick.
0: Um, I talked a bit about shape changers, shapeshifters, and doppelgangers, and changelings, and. Um, I don't know. It was went all right. Yeah. I, it was. I felt like uh, it was mostly me rambling, which is a lot of what the podcast is. So Fair. very much in the format Fair. of that.
1: I would. I would say so. Some of you guys probably that are our new listeners came from one of two panels uh, mm. that we did over that weekend. There, you
0: came from the good ones. You came from the good <laughs> ones.
1: Um, you're one of the good ones. <laughs> uh, one was our Friday night episode that we did uh where we did public readings of fan fictions which i think that one went really well uh nick do you want to bring in a little voice work for what our friends who weren't there missed
0: that's all you get for free
1: <laughs> yeah donate to us on patreon if we don't have a patreon, we don't have a patreon. <laughs> you. um if we did have a patreon we, we would upload those uh, really terrible...
2: <laughs> However, because people asked us about yeah. other... All weekend! Yeah. I couldn't walk anywhere! All weekend,
1: everybody was just like, that fan fiction panel you did. And it's yeah. like, we do other stuff too! And it's like, nobody cared. But nobody. it's
2: because of you yeah. that we have decided to do a special episode. A very special episode of Some Nerds Have a Podcast.
1: We're going to read you guys that Winnie the Pooh fiction Um, that we found called Winnie the Pooh assimilated by the Borg. And...
0: The one about the Volvo, Edward's Volvo. Oh, yeah.
1: Shout out to our new... We should say her twitter handle we're not good at this
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we've ever had a listener i know
1: i know this is the first we time to... we've interacted
0: with someone who has heard our stuff who, who like, doesn't know us personally and
1: interacted with us at convention and now online
0: we might have to figure out how to do this um oh my God. but oh my God. yeah so whoever you know who you are you tweeted us hey you
1: <laughs> no you gotta say her name like I, that's how I, the real big boys do it okay <laughs> the real big boys of podcasting do you think chapo trap house is out there being like hey you person yes like, i think they no? do that all the
0: time and it's terrible in in fairness to us like uh i feel like we have better audio quality than chapo did when they were first starting off
1: oh uh
0: one of us isn't like skyping in so you know there's that
1: fair fair we're all in the room as it happens as it were um is old one two two four or easeled 1224. I don't know how you prefer your handle uh, uh, talked about. but anyway, um thank you for your Twilight crackfic about uh, Twilight from the point of view of Edwards Volvo. We will also be raining that on a I'm special very episode. Very exciting. So those will be some bonus episodes for you guys to listen to uh, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I that, overall, I think Marscon was a really good mm-hmm, opportunity mm-hmm. for us. So thank you, thank you to Marscon for mm-hmm. uh, bringing us on as guests. We we had a wonderful time. We had an amazing time.
2: And there was also the other good panel.
1: Oh yeah, yeah the other one that you guys would have come to, which was. Uh,
2: what about Wizarding Czechoslovakia?
1: Where we just basically <laughs> let Alex go off the rails with an entire corkboard. Yep. It's, we were going to, like, actually wheel in, like, a cork board with, like, <laughs> pin, you know, those push pins and, like, red yarn that attaches to everything, mm. but apparently there's a yep. limit on what you can bring.
0: Alex <laughs> got very sweaty. Paced around the room a lot.
1: There,
0: there was very... It was
1: amazing. It was, it was <laughs> worth. No, Never apologize.
0: Nobody knows who Pepe Silvia
1: is. Okay? <laughs> Who's Pepe <laughs> Silva?
0: Why,
2: why is there wizard poops that are just invisibly lying around the place?
0: Are they still there? That's what I want to know. I, we may never if, know. Oh, no. Shit, we should have brought this up. If the wizard poop is invisible, like, can, like, decomposers still find it to break that back down?
1: Like, are you talking about, like, decomposers and, like, dung beetles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or are you and talking like, about, magical...
0: like, magical decom- Like, No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, the animal, like, the, the organisms in the ecosystem that break down poop. Can they still find it? And if if so, like, if there's, like, microbes or something that break them down, like, do the microbes become invisible? Or do they just, like, are there, like, little festering, like, balls of, like, one-celled organisms clumping together in midair? You know, this is why you should
2: do uh, J.K. Rowling's job. <laughs> <laughs> these um, are the
1: questions that we wonder. These are wondered. the questions. Well, and the conclusion that we came Snape to that.
0: Vote, Snape voted Remain.
1: Um, the, the conclusion that... Dobby it, killed Princess oh my Di. Damn <laughs> it, now she's gonna tweet that.
0: Uh, that! In fairness, I stole that. Someone else has already tweeted both okay. of those. I saw them The sorting hat could it. choose to have sex, but doesn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the sorting hat is asexual, but not aromantic.
2: I'm sorry, you were, you were gonna say something, and we just hijacked this.
1: Which was just, you know, the conclusion that we came to at the end of the, the session was basically like she should have just let it go. You know, she should have just given it over to the fans. She should have just been, you know, okay with other people like filling in all of this shit and she could have gotten a fat paycheck from it. So like that idea of just relinquishing your creation. So that way other people can, can have fun Mm -hmm. and, and do these, do this shit that you don't want to do. Yeah.
2: One of the, one of the visitors was a contributor to a Tumblr account that had gone, like after the last book had been released was like talking about uh fan fan ideas for what North America's you know wizarding schools were like, and there are apparently like like a bunch of schools and that in their fan theory, um, but nope. Nope. we just no. got just, just got, got one. one.
0: It's in Massachusetts or some shit. Yeah, because you know they didn't really care that much about people using magic there. Yeah, no, that would have been fine.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it went over pretty well. And we were yeah. surprised because the whole con was like Harry yeah. Potter yeah, Harry themed. Harry Potter we, like, It we wasn't, s- it was about oh fairies, God. but no, the
1: lead <laughs> singer of the, the blithering humdingers, which shout out to you, man, uh came and sat within like the first two rows of our panel. Yeah. And in his full Harry Potter like cosplay like okay bitches what you got for me and were he
2: drew like... a wand on you
1: and yes he did oh my god that was terrifying but um we didn't get run out of a rail uh run out of town on a rail uh we weren't tired and feathered mm. so that that was pretty great yeah
0: that was a lot of fun um, yeah. I, that was honestly i don't know I, I don't know which one i had more fun at but they were both just so much fun yeah
1: so if you want to if you want us you if you want to see us in person if you want to uh you know, see us do more stupid shit and embarrass ourselves. Uh, we will gladly do that for yeah. you. Apparently, for free. Um, we, we like not even charge. Um, but you know, if there's any cons that you want us to to come to you or any cons you guys want us to be a part of, like shout us out on Twitter. Somewhere
0: in the mid Atlantic East Coast, because I'm yeah, not yeah, flying yeah. for that shit.
1: <laughs> um, but that would be amazing. I'm um, getting on really no, cool. no plane, Hannibal. <laughs> Uh so thing and thank you to all of our uh our new, new listeners. listeners. Um we met a lot of people at the convention. So this is the part where we tease future interviews. Yeah. Uh yeah, we
2: once we once did a couple interviews
0: and we may do more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's your tease. That's our
0: tease. That's <laughs> what you get. That that we maybe met some people who would maybe want to possibly be <laughs> Wow.
1: That's the tease music. What's happening? I was I was scatting <laughs> out the tease music. That's
0: tease music? You yeah. Know,
2: like, t- from what? You know,
1: if you had gone to the burlesque <laughs> show with us, that's true. You would know, Alex. Oh, okay. But somebody went home instead to sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a good burlesque show, though.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Also, shout out to those burlesque uh, dancers. They oh. did a really great job. Ellie Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, based out of Richmond, Virginia. Go her. She's she's awesome. She always brings a good show.
0: All right. Uh, what's the next thing we're going to talk about? Uh, yeah, we've got, we, we're we probably going to interview some other people. More bonus episodes of interviews coming up probably at some point in the near future. Um, so, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So we've been all hanging out a lot recently. Yeah.
1: It's It's been like ever since the convention, I feel...
0: it's One long extended tea party.
1: I, I was going to say like a, a serious throwback to like high school or college. You know, just like constantly hanging out with your friends, watching anime... Drinking tea, like I, I don't know. We, we had like a we had a rousing couple of weeks, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need someone else to take over. I might actually switch seats because I am at minute twelve.
0: <laughs> and it's just too much. And
1: second twelve, and this, this, is, this, is, too too, to this is too much pressure. Focusing too much on the get. podcast, <laughs> I'm staring at the audio <laughs> recording system, and it is. It is driving me insane. I'm like, I, I I can't, I can't. I have to stop talking so that way my compatriots, my comrades can have a chance at the microphone, but I can't shut up. But what's going to happen to me? Oh my God, too it's much pressure, sh- too much pressure. Get, it's
0: God, what happens.
1: Sit, sit in your seat. Oh sit in your seat. Okay. Change your seats.
0: Do it live. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fix it in post. All right. So, this is what happens when someone tries to sit in the siege perilous who's not. <laughs> Not worthy of the
1: challenge. Squeeze me. Not, I was not not worthy. I was just not ready.
0: <laughs> well, 2019,
1: rise to the challenge. All right. One day,
0: you'll try a n. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I was going to say The Sword in the Stone, but I realized I already made an Arthur reference, so I don't know. Uh, I
1: don't know oh, I we can't mean. have a podcast with two Arthur references. I
0: mean, you got to space them out. Didn't, you th- know, didn't they
1: make the movie... They've
2: made several movies. No, like, like it's out in theaters now. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah the, the one with the little the, kids. The kid who would be
0: king. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they're all, like, middle schoolers, and they go... Is that out now? It's out yeah, now. Yeah, it's, like, out now. And it, it, that has January movie written all over it. Does
0: it does have January <laughs> movie
2: written all over it. Is it as bad as I thought it's gonna be? I, it, I mean, it was released bad. in January, so. <laughs> so...
0: Fuck you, it's January! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I uh, I had to say, like sitting in that seat, it reminded me of every like '90s sitcom episode where like the kid gets to take over like the class or the kids get to make the rules for the house for the week, and then they realize like they're in over their heads. Uh, that's how I felt. That's how I felt fit- sitting in the mi- the middle chair. Yeah. Um, this week, so it's not anyway. it's
0: not a responsibility to be taken lightly.
1: I know, I just, I thought I could handle it. I thought I could handle it. And clearly, I got to minute 12. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you 12, did, you I did, spiraled.
2: you did a good job. Thank but you. We're <laughs> going from zero to 12, you know, you missed. Zero to middle seat. No, <laughs>
1: um, you didn't work your way up
2: or anything. You yeah. just, we've been doing this for almost like, what, two and a half years? Uh, God, it's getting there. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So, you know. Well, you're, no, year and a half.
1: year and, year and half. a half. We're right? not that old. We yeah, no, we've only this. been doing
0: this for a little while.
1: We're bit. not so pathetic that we would have a podcast for, like, almost three years and no listeners and keep going? Like, who does that? Who is that
2: pathetic? <laughs> oh, no.
0: So, on the uh, on the topic of pathetic, we watched a lot of anime. Anime. <laughs> um, Alex. All
2: these Tell animes. us about the animes. Uh,
0: okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's how you do it. Oh,
1: see? Oh, I just, I'm, I'm you gonna run like... out of
0: things to talk about, and then you just pass it over to Alex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alex, who always has something to talk about.
0: Yeah, so
2: we watched. Uh, We've watched a lot of stuff. We watched some more Nichiren because it's cute. Um, it is cute. Uh, cute and,
1: girls could do in cute things. Yeah,
2: but then we decided to try some new stuff, new to us at least. Uh one of which is called Wandering Sun. Um technically it's called Har uh Horu- Haruru uh Musuku Wandering Sun. Presentate. Um but it's a show that is about uh these bunch of friends in middle school, uh and it deals with um like uh gender and gender roles and trans uh transgender uh, bits um
1: it's a it's a really sweet sw- slice of life story about like what it must be like to be in middle school and there's two main characters uh one of whom is uh assigned female at birth and then moving to becoming a boy or it's sort of unclear where they are on their like transition journey mm-hmm. uh but there's
0: at least of what we've seen. Yeah, so far. at least of yeah. what we've seen. We've so only
1: far. watched and the then, first two episodes. And then there's a assigned male at birth, um, who dresses in girl, well, his own clothing, but her own clothing, and uh, identifies as a girl. So it's it's kind of interesting. And then there's one uh, side character that kind of lies in the middle and sort of changes between both girl clothes and boy clothes.
2: Yeah. So and and there's a lot of kind of interpersonal drama and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, characters that are being, you know, just kind of jerks to each other, but also characters being sweet yeah. to each other. And, you know, we're only a few episodes in, and I want to continue watching it to see how it goes.
1: I, uh, I do, too.
2: Yeah. What did you think, Nick? I couldn't figure
0: out who, which character was which. Racist. The, it, they're all... Okay, <laughs> so with animation, mm-hmm. like, first of all, I'm going to say that the, the animation in the show is absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful, it looks, it looks very like pretty, um, and it's clearly lovingly done. That all being said, with an animated program, you should be able to tell at a glance by nothing more than a silhouette who a character is. Like So, you know, you see silhouette of Mickey Mouse and oh, they, that's Mickey Mouse. You see a silhouette of, um, you know, of, you know, Goku and oh, hey, that's Goku. And it's like, okay, that's the way you do a character design. You should be able to tell pretty easily. With these characters because the animation style is trying to be kind of realistic, they all just look like middle schoolers and like half of them have the same haircut. And like,
1: I, I think it's, cause they, it's also about like gender fluidity. So I right. think that's a lot of the reason why the characters themselves are sort of, interchangeable, not like interchangeable, but their looks are very, their, their looks I think are purposely
0: fluid. I could buy that. And that would be absolutely fine. If there were fewer characters or if their relationships with one another were less complicated, but as it is, there are like, what, the relationships like, aren't complicated. It's complicated. It's not that complicated. It's, oh my
1: god. It, so like for It's the- too
0: complicated for the fact that all of them look almost identical and wear the same clothes. And two of those characters are seen wearing two different outfits and so it's like, "Wait, is that this character dressed as a boy or is that like, another character, and I honestly couldn't figure it out for either episode that we were watching, and I, and it jumps around a lot, and the editing is it's not weird, but it's like, wait, is this a flashback? And then it's like, no, it's not a flashback, there's just, like, this weird, like, like, fuzzy filter around yeah, this, the edge. Yeah, it's a
2: bit, there's a bit of vignetting. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's beautiful, and it's a wonderful story, but for me, personally, I couldn't figure out who any of the characters were supposed to be, or how they related to each other, and it's like, look, I knew, look, you've got You've got
2: the the kid that was assigned male at birth, yes. who has a crush on the girl, the, the the kid that was assigned you know girl at birth, yes, uh, but doesn't reciprocate. And then you've got the cis girl that uh, is jealous of that. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the kid with pigtails that just wants everyone to be friends. You've got the sister. And then you've got the uh, the one that's animated differently. I'm and going just to point like out that girl. Alex
0: currently has the uh, Wikipedia page for the show open. <laughs> So Alex is acting like this is all, like, really easy to follow, but is also reading all this information off of Wikipedia. Right, so, like,
1: for the record, when we were watching this, like, so, like, Alex and I have just, like, we're starting to tear up, and we're, like, it's so emotional. It's so beautiful. And we're just, like, like, oh, this is so wonderful. And you, like, look over to Nick, and he's just, like, Because I was... Like, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't
0: that wasn't a look of like 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 dismissal. Like completely
1: glazed it over. It was a look like, of It was me you know.
0: desperately like concentrating and trying to understand. All right. Who are these characters now? Why are they upset with each other? Just let the feels hit you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, don't think about it. But I can't
0: feel these things if I don't
1: understand what I'm supposed to feel or why. You can just empathize with what the characters are going through. You don't have to actually go through it yourself. It's almost like that's the fucking point of literature. I get that. God damn it. I
0: get that, but... In order to empathize with a character, I have to first know who that character is and what their motivation it's is in that scene. Chiba!
1: And she wears boy clothes, and she wears girl clothes, and she's on the basketball team. <laughs> Hashtag don't have Wikipedia in front of
0: you. But me. you just described another character.
1: No, I described Chiba. Chiba is the cisgendered girl that Yo- is on the basketball team. Not the assigned... No, I know.
0: That's the one that the I care about. Because that's the only one who looks different from the other characters. Oh, my God.
1: Uh.
2: So, speaking of, of things that you can't empathize with because you don't know what's going on, we also watched something that you recommend. <laughs> yeah,
1: so fuck you. Because you're the one that made us watch Catsuits. Yeah,
0: but you because, could tell you who know, those characters were.
1: I totally have been an animated cat that had to go get her sister's soul from yeah. the netherworlds. It's a universal theme. It's like a... It's the story wheel. Is it the story wheel? Is it the hero's journey? It's the hero's journey. I'm out. I'm fucking flipping this table and I'm out.
0: I think you just have a problem with basic storytelling.
1: (laughs) I'm hiding in my, I'm wearing a hoodie. You cannot see this. I am hiding in my hood. I'm done. So cat soup,
2: cat soup is uh, a animation that, uh, it's a short story, short, Short,
0: short, film. Film. Short, film. 30, about short film. It's a thirty about a thirty-minute
1: short film, It's available for free on YouTube and has not been copyrighted violated. So that tells you about how many people care about cat soup. All right, but
2: apparently there's also a series that got made. What? Yeah, I did some reading oh. up afterwards. Yeah, um, but we have uh, to find it now. <laughs> no, we don't. no, we don't. Yes, but it it does follow from what I was able to glean I had to look it up afterwards It's very artsy. Um but I just like don't
1: get it. It's very that abstract.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's over your head. Mhm. Yeah. Um the the I
1: like the beautiful moving story. This is a beautiful a moving story. Sin. It's the the character
0: like loses his, like the main character loses his sister and like he tries to save her. Yeah,
2: by getting by being friends with a pig yeah. that saved its life, then cutting the pork loin out of that pig mm-hmm. and feeding it to itself. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's all. It's by it's, being chased by a robot wearing a Mickey Mouse gimp suit yeah. that's trying to cook them up in a soup. I mean, hence the
0: title. I mean, it's it's right there. I mean, you get into a movie named Cat Soup, you know there's going to be Cat Soup at some point. <sighs> <laughs> this this was another one of those
2: wizard situations where it's like, you know, I'm I'm glad you showed it to me. I'm glad that you were able to share something that you clearly care deeply about with me. But I do not want to watch it again. (laughs) I I will put
0: it like this the last time I watched Cat Soup, I think, was at an anime convention when I was 15 years old. So it has been quite some time. Uh, And someone showed it to me, and I basically had the same reaction that you did. Mm
1: -hmm. That was more than half your life ago. I
0: know. But I watched. You're
1: fucking old. I am
0: fucking old. Um. But I watched it at an anime convention and, like, I I had that basically that same reaction that you guys did. But you know what? I remembered it. All these years later, I still think about Cat Soup. Is that a good thing? Yes.
1: I I think Alex and I will think about Wandering Sun.
0: I'll be thinking about it too, because I'll be like, which
1: character was that? Who I will thing? be thinking about how deeply I was moved within like the first episode. It is
0: it is beautifully like, animated and if you can figure out who is who, I'm I'm sure it's If you it's, care
1: to get invested, it's... you will be moved to tears by this anime. Cuz it really it really plucks on like the heartstrings of what it's like to be in middle school and so like even if you haven't experienced any sort of Issues stemming from gender identity. Like, I don't really know how to Gen- gender dysmorphia. Dysphoria. Dysphoria. God damn it. Ah! No worries. Um, you know, you can, I, I feel like you can still find it very relatable. Um, it's very, it's just, it's beautiful and it's poignant and it's free on Crunchyroll. Who does not sponsor us?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so go, go fucking watch it.
0: Crunchyroll, yes, if you're out there you'd like to sponsor us. We talk a lot, a lot about your shows. I said some really nice things about Megalobox. I'm just saying. We also had opinions about your
2: ads that you showed during the last presidential election. Oh, god, okay. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the only two things we watched that night. No, We yeah. also watched another Slice of Life that at least introduced us
1: to Oh, yeah. So this is a Slice of Life anime that, because um, we were just kind of on a roll. And then Cat Soup was the last thing that we watched. And it's like, well, okay. We're going to bed now. Um but try not
0: to think too much about that that segment where like they all get like super old because the the sands of time are going too fast.
1: Well, I blocked that out of my memory and now I'm thinking about it again. Or the and I'm traumatized. Or the
2: part where people get shot in the head in reverse because time's going backwards. Yeah.
1: Oh Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, so uh a a friend of mine introduced me a couple of years ago to Kimi Chiboku. Um, which if you're looking that up on Crunchyroll, who still is not sponsoring us, um, K-I-M-I-2-T-O-Boku-B-O-K-U. And it's like, it means either from you to me or from me to you. And uh, sort of flips the genre of like cute girls doing cute things in high school. Um, And instead, this is a group of cute boys. And it's about the cute things that they do in high school. And
2: they've been friends for, what, like 17 years? Yeah, Yeah. like
1: since preschool. So, uh, and they're in their junior year of high school. And so they talk about it being their 17th spring. And so they've been friends for a really really long time. So it's told both as, like, present day what's going on with them. And then they often, like, flashback to what it was like for them in preschool. And it's fucking adorable. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, like, really... It's really nice and, like, refreshing to just, like, watch an anime about cute boys, you know, not having rivalries. It's not like, you know, somebody's... They're fighting for the top spot at the sports festival, and it's not like, you know, one of them's the chosen one, and they gotta eat the piece of hair from All Might. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it's not like that. It's just, like, we're juniors in high school, and, like, the number... Like, the stakes in the first episode is, like, one of the... Characters needs to join a club
2: because yeah. if you don't join a club, you're a failure as a it's, person.
1: Yeah. It's
0: because it, it's Ida, uh, Bishonen Man, and the Weasley twins, and their charming adventures together. <laughs> it's
1: it's fucking it it is fucking charming. It is charming. Those
0: no, charming. I'm serious. Like they, <clears throat> but they do look kind of look like those characters. You can't deny that there's some yeah, similarity. Um, also, a note on the twin characters. I could tell those two apart because they were really well designed <laughs> cuz one of them always wears orange and one of them always wears blue and even though it's school they're wearing school uniforms they add those elements into their designs to make them recognizable at a distance also their hair is slightly different <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh... i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> uh alex just threw a guitar pick at, at nick
0: why do we have a guitar pick Where did this i don't come know because
1: somebody is in their early 30s <laughs> having a not quarter life crisis <laughs> but also not a midlife crisis and decided that they're going to teach themselves guitar
0: <laughs> and that person is you teach myself guitar but this isn't one of mine that's why i'm wondering oh it's not no. mine it it's might mine. have it might have
2: come with our mixer i don't know no i don't think it did but anyway um, cause our mixer is a guitar
0: mixer.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have a thing. real professional operation here <laughs> oh, at some have a podcast. Just a whole,
0: bunch like two, well, three, now three microphones that we have purchased and then a whole shitload of crap that we've just kind of scrounged together.
1: Yeah. The duct tape and hair clips. is
0: our year, guys.
1: guys. Yeah. No, we started really strong this year. We went to MarsCon. We were guests. We met people. We got out of the house.
2: And now that you've listened to us for the first time, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep listening.
1: Please don't stop. Don't stop,
0: bruh. Um, I don't know. So, Did we want to talk, say anything yeah. else about the, the animes that we watched?
2: Uh, I mean, clearly we had different opinions on them, but I I really want to watch more of Wandering Sun. I want to continue with that one.
0: It's really cute and really well animated. Like I said, like the only problem that I really have with it is... I find it personally really difficult to follow. And that's the only issue that I have with it. And that's a personal thing. That's like, it's not a... a would you say
1: it's a personal failing?
0: I wouldn't say it's personal failing. I'd say it's personal I would taste say it's a personal failing. Um,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just nice. Like slice of life anime is... Is nice. Can we, like, stop? Can we agree that, like, 2019 is the year that we, like, stop shitting on people for the things that they like? Unless, like, the things you like are, like, white supremacy. Yeah. Like, it, you know, racism.
0: I don't... I try not but, to like, shit on people for the things that they like. You but know you will shit on the things I that they like. I will shit on the things that they like. That's and then... fair. We
1: wouldn't have, like, an, <laughs> a, like, we wouldn't have a podcast if this is all just, like, things that we like yeah. and, like, things that everyone likes. Yeah. yeah. No, to be fair. But... Yeah.
0: Speaking of things, things that, that everyone likes. Yeah, I was just about to use that same one.
1: Let's talk about. I want to go
0: back to talking about Into the Spider Verse.
1: Um, <laughs> what a natural segue. Uh, yeah,
0: that was good. I like that. Yeah. Um,
1: I feel like we ruined it by talking about how good the segue. <laughs> no, it's that was. fine.
2: It's good. It's fine. This is this is just more of the same. Like yeah. New Year, New Us. No. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm.
1: There was a brief shining moment where we were going to be different, better versions of we ourselves. We wrote
0: down like a little what outline here. Oh what we, we
1: created it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't even drink as much as I usually do on this podcast.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> you still got more left in there, so you know. Yeah. All right, um, Spider Verse. Spider Verse. So I last last time around, last episode, um, I tried to kind of express my thoughts on it because I, I said that like I felt like it wasn't getting enough buzz, like I felt like people weren't talking about it enough, and both of you guys kind of disagreed with me, and I had a hard time like formulating exactly what I was thinking, but I figured out what it was um and that's i don't feel like it's as big of a game changer as i want it to be mm-hmm. like i feel like every few years we get a superhero movie that is just kind of like okay this is what superheroes are going to be from now on so like I, going back to the beginning like the first one of those was really like batman 1989 you could say the superman movie from the 70s but, really, the only Superman movies were Superman, and then, like, everybody who ripped off Superman. Like, Puma Man. Um, Puma Man. The Puma Man. Um, but, really, the, the the movie that kicked off, like, what would become the modern, like, overflow of superhero movies is 89's Batman. So, 89's Batman comes out, makes all the money in the world, right? Um And then we get, like, three more Batman movies, like, back-to-back-to-back that are all basically riding off the crest of that one. And then we also get, like, kind of lesser superhero movies, like Steel. Um... But, like, we, we kind of get, like, oh, hey, people want to go see superhero movies. Well, what do those superhero movies look like? They're big and bombastic and operatic. Like, we try to do, like, the Tim Burton-y kind of thing. And even if we have, like, a really low budget, we still, like, we get big-name actors who you wouldn't expect. And we throw them in the suit. And, like, that's, that's kind of what it is. And we don't really follow the comic book lore really at all. We just kind of take the character and run off and do our own thing with it. And that was, like, the 90s for superhero movies. And then Batman and Robin came out, 1997. And that, like, everyone looked at that and said, fuck that. We're not going to do superhero movies anymore. So, like, that was kind of the change in that no one wanted to take that risk. Right? Which risk? What? Uh, Batman and Robin. Robin, Oh, oh, right. uh, the
1: George Clooney, Matt Damon. Gotcha. No,
0: No, uh, Chris O'Donnell. (laughs) Good luck finding him in a movie these days um not without reason um but so then there so yeah, a few years pass we get like some like you know smaller movies blade comes out and you know wesley snipes would will tell you that he started the marvel cinematic universe but you know blade was a really good movie blade 2 is an even better movie because guillermo del toro um but and then we get spider-man but no we get x-man in 2000 oh. Yeah. Uh, And then the X-Men movies kind of kicked off a new wave. And it's like, all right, well, we can give these movies money again. People will go see them. Maybe play a little bit, maybe go a little bit closer to the comic books. But kind of make little jokey jokes about, like, some of the stupider things. Like, oh, yellow spandex? You won't see me catch me dead wearing that. Like, that kind of stuff. And then, like, Spider-Man was in that wave. Now, the... It's the one that's most... I I mean I don't know. It's-, it, it's the one that is most. It was the most successful of them, mm-hmm. but it didn't start that like early two thousand superhero. Gotcha, trend. gotcha. Like X Men, I would say did that. Like the first mm-hmm. X Men movie, and then like we get X Men two, and then Spider Man, like the Spider Man trilogy, and then X Men three, and um, what else kind of comes in like Daredevil. DC tried again with Catwoman and failed really oh, ki- God, yeah, I remember that. kind of in the middle of all of this. We get a little indie film called the Dar- uh, Batman begins mm-hmm. um, because people are willing to take a chance on Batman again. Right. Cause after Batman versus Superman, I think it was like six or seven years between not Batman versus Superman, but a Batman and Robin, there's like six or seven years between Batman and Robin and Batman begins. Um, and then that doesn't really do any, like people are impressed by Batman begins, but we go a few more years and then 2008, we get two movies that same year that both kind of redefine the genre in two different ways. We get the dark Knight, and we have iron man. And so we get DC taking its movies in the direction of dark and gritty and realistic. And that works for about a movie and a half. Um, And then from there, they just kind of are spinning their wheels, trying to recapture that lightning in a bottle again. Marvel, on the other hand, gets Iron Man. All right, here's what we're going to do now. We're going to have movies that are interconnected, lesser-known heroes. Like, we're going to kind of throw them all together. We're going to get some big-name actors, but some people who are kind of like maybe just kind of starting out. We'll just kind of throw all this stuff to the wall and see what sticks, but it's going to be tonally very light kind of fun. Like you go cause it's, it's July and you're off work and you want to go and, and sit down in the air conditioning for a few hours with your family and eat some popcorn. And like, that's kind of what's propelled them for a decade, <laughs> 10 years of the same formula. Now the formula still works. More or less, for, for, thoughts on, or for our thoughts on Infinity Gore, go listen. see
1: our other episode. Did you yeah. say
0: Infinity Gore? Infinity <laughs> Gore. Uh, <laughs> once I have these Infinity Gems, I will end global warming. <laughs> With the po- snap of my fingers, I will create the most powerful PowerPoint presentation that the universe has ever seen. I
1: just... I still have so many problems. I was was not to not to take this lightly, but it was it was sort of like a triggering moment for me because then I was just like, oh god, Infinity War, like, why? Well,
0: it's Thanos' movie. Thanos is a very understandable and relatable character.
1: There's Um, just so many other options. His motivations. He could have ended capitalism.
0: (laughs) Space capitalism.
1: Oh shit. Do we tell our new listeners that?
2: I mean, if you take a look at our Twitter's uh, Oh god, yeah, banner. I haven't figured it out by now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um if not, It
1: is our dark secret.
0: <laughs> um so what was it what was the point I was making? Oh, okay. So we've Marvel's been doing that for a decade, and it's been, you know, it's been a really good decade for them, in fairness. Um, but then Enter the Spider-Verse comes out and it's like we'll just kind of do what the fuck ever we want. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to take a comic book and put it on screen. And it'll just be. And
1: including it, like all of the shit that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Including the idea of multiple universes, including like not just visually here's a comic book on screen, but rather here is literally what it is like to be a fan of a long, uh, mm-hmm. long running series. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, we don't need the origin story. We don't need, like, the background of any of these characters. Like, Norman fucking Osborne is in that movie. And if you don't hear the single line of dialogue where they say, it's Norman Osborne, you would never know who that character was. And so it's like, it's there if you like it. If you don't like it, you don't need to know who Norman Osborne is. You don't need three movies setting up who Norman Osborne is. So... I really wanted Into the Spider-Verse to be that that genre-redefining movie, and I don't feel like it's getting enough buzz to make it that. But that's what I want. That's what I want to see. I want, like... I want Mask of the Phantasm again. Like, that's what I want for my next Batman movie. I want, like a big budget all-star Superman movie. Not the one that they made that cuts out the stupidest Grant Morrison nonsense. I want you to throw that all in there.
1: I want that nonsense.
0: I want that nonsense real good. I want the one where the, the time vortex kills Pa Kent. And I want the thing where... You want the
2: main villain to be Mr. Mrs. Bickblick, don't you? Yes.
0: No, actually, in (laughs) All-Star Superman, the the villain that ends up at the end uh, being the main threat is Solaris, the tyrant son. So that's what I want. Mm -hmm. That's the movie I want. Make that movie happen. Don't tell me... Don't give me an hour and a fucking half of being in Smallville and Paul Kent being like, Well, Clark... I'm gonna give you some morally ambiguous advice that really doesn't fit my character. You no, know, give me Superman. He's Superman. Guess what he does? He does Superman things. What does that include? I don't know, fucking time travel. Go into space. He's a um,
1: Superman. Spinning
2: the Earth backwards spinning to the, go
0: back in time. I mean, <laughs> that's like the mildest thing that I would want in a Superman movie. I really do like the Richard Donner um Superman movie, but. Like, it's still, like, it's too safe. The main plot of that movie is a fucking real estate scam. Like, give me something (laughs) crazy and off the wall. Like, Enter the Spider-Verse did it. Fucking do it. You know what would be a great movie to do in that style? Green Lantern.
1: Mm.
0: Like, an animated, big-budget, Green Lantern core movie. Give it to me. Give me that now, please. So
1: I feel like... You, the... you want a
0: movie about space cops? Yeah. <laughs> I want a movie about space cops. Are
1: space cops good cops? Because they're... No, no, spa- I mean... Space cops
2: are... Space cops. All all space cops are bastards.
1: I mean, they don't
0: like... I don't know. I, I feel
2: like... Space parking tickets aren't space, really that Space thing. parking
0: tickets. You don't get a space speeding ticket. You know, there's no space like property forfeitures... It's mostly like, hey, this thing is gonna end this planet. Maybe we should stop it. I'm fine with that kind of in law enforcement. I don't
1: know. I I still really want the the Green Lantern, Green Arrow buddy cop, buddy, yeah. buddy movie. Give me that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do,
0: I'll go see that movie. That's what I'm saying. Is like just. Yeah. I remember like when they were still trying to figure this shit out in like the mid 2000s. Um. I think I was, I must've been still in high school. There were rumors flying around of a movie called Supermax. Uh-huh. Do you remember hearing about this movie? Okay. Maybe Alex, have you ever heard about the, the movie Supermax, I've
2: barely heard of half the things you've been talking okay. about.
1: When I was in high school, I was still pretty much into Harry Potter and anime. anime. Um, so Supermax was,
0: would have been a DC, a big budget DC movie. Been like a DC tentpole, hmm. and the premise of the movie is that there is a supermax prison filled with all the worst supervillains in the world—the most powerful, most evil supervillains are all in this prison.
1: Oh, like Suicide Squad?
0: Yeah, like Suicide Squad. Except the movie didn't focus on those characters. Oh no, Green Lantern get or excuse me, Green Arrow gets arrested what? and goes to jail.
1: Why And
0: he's in there with all of these terrible villains. Green, yes. La- uh, Green Arrow, by the way, is has no powers, for those of you who don't follow comics. He's just a guy who shoots a bow pretty good. And so the plot of the movie is there is some sort of, like, power outage or, like, jailbreak or something. And all these guys are just, like, b- between Green Arrow and freedom. And that's the movie. I, what? How did this not get made? Like, in an era where they were just trying to, like, like willing to take chances on these things.
1: Hey, uh, Alex. Yeah? Uh, before Nick went on a crazy rant about Green Arrow. Right. Did you know who Green Arrow was? I did. Oh, shit. Damn it, you were supposed to say no. No. And that was going to be my big point. Was that, like, well, I, I, it, it, who who is, like, before, and before Arrow... Right. right, the the hit TV show on the CW, because that's a sentence that we can construct in twenty nineteen. <laughs> right. Um, but this is a weird timeline. Uh, this is this is this is the worst timeline. Let's let's be real. Um, everybody wants to think that the better timeline is like Hillary Clinton winning in twenty sixteen, but the best timeline was gore getting (laughs) in 2000 gore
0: would have made supermax happen (laughs) supermax would have happened
1: we solved global woman we We have (laughs) to go back further
0: (laughs) we have to prevent um unsafe at any speed from ever being published (laughs) more people would have died in car accidents but ralph nader would not have a political career. we we need to stop (laughs) glass (laughs) nose we have to go back
2: Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Arrow. Arrow, yeah. but, like,
1: my argument was, like, I, I feel like you could do what they did with Into the Spider-Verse because Spider-Man is such a ubiquitous character. Right. In a way that I don't know if Arrow could be that big tentpole character prior to the, the show on CW, and the only reason the show on CW exists is because the MCU wanted to spawn off into all of, are is he or is he D- or is DC. He's DC? He's DC. He's DC. I don't know. They all do the same thing, which is that they wanted to, like, spiral off into these, like, massive uh, media platforms with, like, movies and shows and comics. Or not, they always had comics. But, like, different things like that. And so that, that, that would be kind of my argument was Into the Spider-Verse could get away with what they got away with because it was spider-man and you could do something like that i think with batman yeah i think you could later on maybe do it on the lo- down the line with like green lantern lantern but i think if you're like just starting off and like the mid-aughts i don't know if, if super max uh, like if i was a producer i think i would have killed here, super here's i'm sorry
0: here's the thing though like
1: if you want to literally, me I understand
0: Literally all you need to know about Green Arrow for that movie to work is that Green Arrow is the guy who runs around in a costume and stops crimes. And these are guys who run around in a costume and cause crimes hmm. So you throw them in this environment together and the story tells itself like, So
1: why did why did Arrow get arrested?
0: Cause he's a left wing vigilante. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the reason why the
2: reason why when you asked me if I'd heard of Green Arrow and I oh, said yes right. uh, was because I actually took a a course in college on comic book history. Yeah. Um, of Course you did. <laughs> and one of the things that went over was the the Green Arrow Green Lantern series. Huh. Um, oh
1: nice. Yeah. I,
0: I own that entire series. Mm-hmm. It's good.
2: So we had to read uh one of the the books from it and and kind of go over what it was about and what yeah. it was like what comics were going through in that time of history
0: and so on yeah Denny O'Neill and
1: uh, so it was talking about left leftivism and comics
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, a really good series for those of you who haven't read it um but yeah that's the, and that's kind of where I don't know I think my love of Green Green Arrow originally came from either kingdom come or dark knight returns cuz now i can't remember which one of those two things i read first um but in both of them he's like the the angry lefty mad at like fascism which is like a big part of both of those stories um and I'm like, oh, this character is cool. Let me find out more about him. And then I proceeded to read every Green Arrow comic I could find. But you
2: can't be bringing politics into you, our movies. You can. <laughs> you literally can.
0: Like they were. They've been doing this for like 40 years with that character. It's fucking great. Um and then they that, stopped.
2: That's, that's my that's my yeah. I like comic book movies, oh, yeah. but not when they put politics yeah. into it. Character.
0: Um I. L- <laughs> And, and by politics we mean anything that's yeah. not right-wing. right wing. Yeah, like yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, they briefly made him mayor of the city he was in, which was a Aww. great yeah. It was a great premise, but then they didn't really do anything with it. Did he
2: ab- abolish this political system of mayor? <laughs> no, that would be like now been...
1: we're gonna have like uh, a like a council that everybody takes turns sitting on the council and.
0: It, it was largely because it happened, like, I mean, not to get dig too deep into D.C. history. Why not?
1: We're only at minute 49 and five <laughs> seconds.
0: Um,
1: Who fucking cares at this point? All of our new listeners have already gone away. That's a good point.
0: Um, but but uh, it, around the time of Infinite Crisis, uh, there was a huge disaster in Star City, where Green Arrow is from. <laughs> Um, and there was, like, big, big earthquake, basically. So it was, like, this, this disaster zone. And he basically kind of becomes mayor either immediately before that or immediately after that. And so, like, a lot of it is just kind of dealing with, like, the aftermath of that and, like, rebuilding the city and, like, the crime that's happening as a result. Like, organized crime kind of creeping back in. So, yeah, like I said, it's kind of a waste of a premise. It's like, well, here you've got this guy who for years has been... He was a billionaire, then he gave all of his money away and started, like, just fighting street crime, um, which is cool. Uh, and then he becomes...
1: Take t- some notes, Elon Musk.
0: Yeah, right? No, no, dude, if Elon Musk, like, sold off his company and then used the proceeds to go, like, you know, beat up corrupt landlords, he would be a hero. <laughs> but no, he's got to make the loop. The loop. <laughs> Jesus Brother, Christ. Brother, I deserve loop. <laughs> God, that's an old meme. I haven't seen that one in a minute. Oh
1: God, we should bring it back. Yeah, it'd be a good
0: one. I like that one. As long as it only references Elon yes. Musk's loop. Yes. Just what put Elon Musk's <laughs> face on that cat. Yes. I, I'd be done for that. That's a
1: stubby. It fits many loop, brother. No, he's just
0: you know he's padding him. He's padding a map of New York City. <laughs> it fits many loop.
1: Fits hyper loop. <laughs>
0: fucking loops. Uh, should we
1: explain what the loop thing is? No, yeah. I think it's better if we don't could explain it. Just, just no, go ex- look it up.
2: Explain it a little bit.
1: Uh, and so fucking we goddamn Elon
0: Musk. It's it's so a subway system all, but for rich people only.
1: Yeah. So like Alex before we watched we we sat down to record tonight was like, "I want to show you something." And we're like, "Oh, okay, Alex." Um, which could go either one of two ways. Either He introduces us to Wandering Sun, which is beautiful and wonderful. Or Alex introduces us to a 40-minute video (laughs) about Elon Musk and his private, like Nick said, private subway system. So the idea is that you get in your car, you pay a subscription service, so that way you could get in your car and your car travels through a loop at... (laughs) through a tunnel there's like a system of tunnels that it's he's seri- going to put under New York, New York City. Oh my god, <laughs> Elon Musk is a comic book villain. Yeah. He's Oh, did you guys already we, know this? We already and I'm knew like this. I I'm a, He wants to
0: build a fucking Mars base.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and no one is stopping him. And he also wants to build a, seri- a series <laughs> of secret tubes under the under North America's major Cities, including the capital of the US, why is he being allowed to do this? No, no, why are we having more nerds in Congress?
0: Honestly, okay, so here's the thing I was about to say that, like, a really clever thing to do would be to, if whoever's writing Superman now, um, to write Lex Luthor basically as Elon Musk, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Lex Luthor is now just some weirdo who's got a whole bunch of like nerds on the internet willing to die for him. That would be kind just of a like cool story. Just like legions
1: of Twitter followers. But
0: then the more you explain what the loop actually was, I'm like, no, Elon Musk isn't isn't Lex Luthor. You know who Elon Musk is? Kingpin. Mm. No, he's fucking Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs>
1: all no right okay you're three gonna... ways
0: as far as the eye can see <laughs> wonderful billboards
1: i hate these tunes
0: oh my god oh my
1: god elon musk okay i can see it so i feel like i have to like further explain the loop and the more i explain okay just a word of warning the more i explain it the less it makes sense and this is not a fault of elise the podcaster this is the fault of the fact that this thing exists. So they, so the idea is that you pay a subscription service, your car with you in it, and totally enough oxygen, gets shot through a tunnel, and then you pop out um, using an elevator to wherever it is that you wanted to go. Because there's just going to be, like, a shit ton of elevators everywhere for you to get in and out of. No. So it's a, it's subway cars for people that don't want to be, like, Sneezed on i guess i don't know they don't want to be with they the pores. don't want to be
2: with the pores yeah, but you do have pods that can fit up to 15 people and go through these things
1: you could be with the lower upper middle classes
0: <laughs> you guys ever seen metropolis i feel like there's something about this in metropolis anyway. probably
1: but obviously if it's a weird old film we haven't seen it yeah. but um i've seen parts of it and then there's a hyperloop and the hyperloop i kind of make sense maybe Except for the fact that it doesn't, and if you watch this forty-minute video and called,
2: uh, it's by a it's by a YouTuber called uh, Do Not Eat No Do Not Eat One with like the number one, who mostly does videos about in, in the game City Skylines, um, and goes through like how city planning has changed over the years, but also does these kind of side episodes about like important stuff.
1: Yeah, important like stuff the is- kill
0: dozer apparently.
1: Well, that's a that's
2: a. a Patreon only. I exclusive. know,
0: but I might give him a dollar so I can watch this episode on Kiltos.
2: <laughs> well, if you and let
1: immediately, immediately <laughs> stop subscribing. But um, anyway, so the hyperloop, the idea of the hyperloop is it takes you like in between. So like, we live in the middle in the the mid-Atlantic coast. So like, our big thing is the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, or like the the, Bal- the wash f- Beltway between Fredericksburg Baltimore and. To- DC yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. Um which I ninety five. Yeah. Uh so that's like our shit storm. So the idea is that like instead of being in the shit storm with the pores, you could have your car get shot through a tunnel and then you end up in downtown DC or you end up in like right outside of Baltimore. But not like the shitty parts of Baltimore. Like <laughs> that one, you know, that one I went to college in Baltimore. Okay, I get to make fun of it. Um <laughs> But, you know, that, like that one corner by Johns Hopkins that's not that sketchy, but you could still get a high-class hooker if you really wanted to. Yeah, that corner. That corner in Baltimore. But I digress.
2: Yeah. And so with people exiting and entering from these destination areas, there's totally not going to be the same problems that
1: already exist. Exists. You know. Because freeways do not actually fix – more freeways do not actually fix traffic. But you know what would? Taxing the shit out of Elon Musk – and using his money to fund public transportation, yeah. that would actually fix some things. Did
0: you guys hear that all of Luxembourg's public transportation is now going to be free? That's kind of cool. I think you mentioned uh, that in the last episode it. of the podcast. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I don't know. Just a thing. I like. It's a thing for Luxembourg. But Go apparently, Luxembourg.
1: we found out in this 40-minute video that, that you're, if you own property, you're uh, under, the underneath. <laughs> but like- you're,
2: you're- your property, rights. your property rights Your property
1: rights apparently go to hell.
2: Yep. They go all, go, the, all way the way down, down to hell. Which, <laughs> is, which is the official written you know, legal so, definition of so it. So
1: how is Elon Musk going to build his series of tubes underneath the city? Why is he building these tubes series of tubes underneath the city? He wants you to think it's because of this subscription based service, but it's really because he's a cartoon <laughs> comic book villain. <laughs> Okay and and I was today years old when I realized this and I am sharing this realization with all of our listeners. He's, he's
0: going to build his underground rockabilly base.
1: God. Oh my god, that is terrifying. Right? It's just like a bunch of girls in like like uh cheeky pinup dresses and they're Dude. like greaser boyfriends. But they're all
0: like robots. But they're all like <laughs>
1: This is the comic book that we should write, Yeah. guys. This is this is what we should do. We should go cancel British the comics. He sent go the... back ten years and make web comics. Remember when web comics were big? Remember when this podcast used to do a web comic of the week? I
0: do remember when this web comic
2: of the week who, was a thing. Who
0: realized? Who would have ever ever thought that this podcast would have gone on long enough to run out of web comics?
2: <laughs> I found some more sense, no, but no. we don't have to start that again. It's
0: fine. Do y'all remember everything, Jake? Eh, ah, never mind. <laughs> Um
1: um so we digressed that that well that filled up a good you know 20 Yeah that killed some <laughs> time. Yeah, that killed some time. <laughs> Talking about how angry the loop makes us. The loops. <laughs> 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 oh my god.
0: Oh my god. And like doesn't the because he has the the company that's doing all this is called the boring company and don't they have an umlaut in there? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they do. Oh, I'm going to look this up. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Well, Elon Musk is gonna take over the world, and we're probably <laughs> gonna die. I'm gonna send
0: a car into space. I'm gonna look this up while while Alex tells us about Spell again. Oh, God.
2: nice transition. Yep,
0: you're welcome. Um, oh, it doesn't. Never mind. So yeah. So
2: hey, do you remember that time that we interviewed uh, Taylor Smith, creator of the game Spell? I do. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I and, was there. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And we played the game, and now I have the game in my hands. Woo! In your Hard hands. copy of Spell, finally. Yeah. So we have one of our two copies of Spell that are yep. uh, coming to us from my, the Kickstarter. Mine
0: hasn't shipped yet. Come on, Taylor. <laughs> uh, but it,
2: I have a copy of the rule book, and I have a series of tiles. Uh, and yeah, a series of tiles. A series of tiles. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, this is uh, basically the go ahead to start playing spell again for
1: <laughs> science. Yeah, sake. no, for sure. Uh, let's, uh, let's brainstorm some really cool either spell settings that we'd want to do or um, some of our favorite things that we feel like could be easily adapted into a spell game. I feel like you have an idea spell. already. Oh, do I? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, for for those of you guys who haven't heard us rant Gosh, on gush, gush
2: about Spell, no, we um, love this game.
1: We love this. It's so great. So, basically I, it,
2: I will I will um, shill it to every single person yeah. that I know that plays Everyone games. who
0: plays tabletop games, you need to try Spell.
1: when Alex why don't you explain it? Uh in a nutshell,
2: it's a game that is light on um, big rules, but the the core mechanic is about, uh, creating spells, hence the name, uh, where you, uh, roll a series of dice based off of your attributes and using that number, you collect a certain number of tiles as in, like, letter tiles from a game like Scrabble, and then using those tiles, you can create a spell and you spell the spell, and it's fun Uh, and a lot of shenanigans and hijinks ensue, at least when I run it um, and, uh that's basically all there is to it and it can be a, it's like setting neutral so you can do for anything you want when we played it uh on our own we played like with an anime high school uh setting that i came up with out of nothing uh when we played it with the creator we had a setting where we were uh babysitting the son the son's daughter
1: um s-o-n or s-u-n
2: yes uh and so that was that was fun uh, so there's a lot of, like, you can create any kind of setting. Because it, it comes with a few settings uh, with the the companion book that I did not get. Uh, I, think but I think I got it. I think you got it. Yeah. Um, so we could try that. Or you could just create something of your own. Or just tack it on top of D&D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And say, it's like, oh, every spellcaster now uses this as their, their spell. Yeah. So.
1: Like, it's it's a very flexible setting. Mm-hmm. Um I would really like to see the other thing that we gush about, Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Persona 5 would be a really nice like adaptable uh, you know, if you wanted to just like whole cloth take it from something that you love. Um, I think about this because like uh, Nick shared with me an article that was like how to make how, how to make the protagonist from Persona 5 into a D&D character, uh, which I found very entertaining. And then I was like, I don't know if Persona would be the best, best setting for d d but I was like I could really see it work for spell um since you are like kind of a spellcaster in persona, you're wielding your persona and I could also see it in uh uh Youth in Revolt. Mm. Um would be another one cuz you're, you know, well, the is Misspent Youth. Misspent Youth. Misspent Youth cuz you're like Well, Misspent Youth already has its own like
0: yeah. rule system, but I mean like you could definitely do like an authoritarian like kind of setting for this. Yeah. Where, like Magic is outlawed or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about it, and I I think my, this might just be because I'm really excited for the Denis Villeneuve Dune movies, um, which Oscar Isaac was just cast as Duke Leto. That's great ca- Well, allegedly. We don't mm-hmm. know for sure, but it's like... I
2: still think it would have been nice for Kyle McLaughlin to be Leto. Lito- it Chinese.
0: would be good. You know what? He he'd, <laughs> he doesn't really... like. I feel like, and this is a little bit of a tangent. I feel like uh, Denis you
1: tangent never,
0: never, no. not about Dune. Um, but Denis Villeneuve, um, I feel like, is going for like a very distinctive, like visual look uh-huh. for this universe. And I feel like Kyle McLaughlin Mac- is too clean mm. for the visuals that he's going for in terms of his actors you know what i mean like oscar isaac is a very handsome man but he's like a very rugged handsome
2: Mm.
0: and he's like he's exactly the right age and like they said it i'm like no that's that's who i picture in my head when i think of duke leto like that's so perfect (laughs) um but you could do a dune universe for spell but not, like, the actual book series, but, like, the the uh, David Lynch with, like, the killing words. Oh. I feel like that would be a fun way of going about it. Yeah, yeah. I what?
1: fell asleep during that movie. Yeah, you did. For the record.
0: You fall asleep during a lot of movies, though, so I don't yeah. know if that says anything.
1: It says I'm really tired people want to watch movies. It's a defense mechanism. Um, did you fall
0: asleep during Crawl?
1: Hell yeah, I did. (laughs) Troll is amazing. (laughs) Troll is amazing.
0: We should watch that movie again. Is there?
1: Is there a movie you you liked? Did you make me watch it at a time other than three o'clock in the afternoon? I fucking fell asleep.
0: (laughs) Uh, It just gives us reasons to watch it again. Uh, Gonna watch Dune again. um, Extended cut.
1: (laughs) What? What other settings? What other settings? I mean, Harry Potter. Mm. I guess if you wanted to do that, I, I feel but like- then like J.K. Rowling will actually just like split a hole through the universe <laughs> and like demand money or demand like give you a cease and desist letter. No, no
0: she for, wouldn't. Like- do, she wouldn't do either of those things. She would just periodically tell you that you were doing it wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds about. Let's right. have
1: a podcast. I just want you to know that uh, that's. That's not how you spell expelliarmus.
2: You know what? You know what I would do. I can't think of like a setting that I'd want to add it to, mm. but I can think of another game system I'd like to add it to. Okay. And that is Monster of the Week. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Because yeah, Monster of the Week is already pretty rules led as it is. Yeah. Uh, and there are a few like spell casting classes where you could just kind of add this on top of that, and you've got, like, a a game with the same amount of
0: mechanics as other games. You know, if you you put enough rules-light games on top of each other, it just (laughs) becomes one rules-heavy game. Yeah,
1: And then, like, all the the crunchy gamers come out of the woodworks to, like, Mm. finally play this, like, Golden Sky Stories (laughs) (laughs) spell-fate combination. Where you and the other plucky talking raccoons have to... (laughs) save your gritty realistic universe from rolls dice <laughs>
2: <laughs> from
1: landlords <laughs>
0: actually no that for... sounds
1: like a game we already invented
0: <laughs> no for real like spell with golden st- sky stories would be fucking oh my awesome God. yes <laughs> that would be that would be really good I would actually play that game um I don't know do we have any other things that we we like you could slap it on top of
1: um Shadowrun.
0: Shadowrun's already got enough the like, yeah, rules, <laughs> rules. There's too many rules in Shadowrun.
1: There's too many rules in Shadowrun.
0: Unless she plays the Anarchy rule set, um, which I like that one. Um, we've never played with it, so.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I don't know. Cause like, I, yeah.
0: Oh, you know what would be? Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Maybe.
1: I could see. Lord of the Rings is
0: very magic
2: light. Yeah. So when there is magic, it should be special. I
1: suppose. But then, like, what do you do for, like, the hobbits? Like, if I wanted to play a hobbit, am I a hobbit sorcerer? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Also, do I owe the Tolkien estate, like, $3 because I said hobbit, like, three times in a row? Oh, my God. You did it again. Stop saying hobbit. Oh, damn. Halflings. (laughs) Halflings.
0: Halflings. (laughs) There now you can just dub over where she, says, where she says the other H word with ha-
2: with halflings. What you mean
0: Hobbit? Oh damn oh, hey no!
1: it! Uh, Christopher <laughs> Tolkien, like excuse me. Wait, does he not? He doesn't. He he's money? not doing no, stuff he, again. Step, No, because we had a whole episode about how magical it was that he was stepping down from the. They did the publish.
0: They, they they supposedly did publish like the last J.R.R. Tolkien story recently. Really? Like, yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like I saw it at the bookstore, and I was like, "Wait, what? (laughs) Again, another one? Uh, Let me see if I can find this." Someone else talk about something for a second. Um,
1: Um, So we're talking about Lord of the Rings. How would you adapt Lord of the Rings into the spell? I I really have no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Um, The Fall of Gondolin, published in August of two thousand eight. Is that another one of
2: those? westeros books or is that no, it's something the on, new in the quotations new. R. R. so this is what he's been one. oh 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 jr tolkien. tolkien. not not martin okay. no 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 that's a g that's a
0: g no J.R.R. tolkien has published more books <laughs> than george rr martin has in the last 10 years um
1: that's wow
0: <laughs> i don't know if that's actually true or not but the fact that it might be true says enough <laughs> uh the story depicts this is quoting from a story on the independent the story depicts an enigmatic city ruined by darkness, described by Tolkien as, quote, the first real story, end quote, of Middle Earth. The Fall of Gondolin is the second new, quote, unquote, work from the author to come out in two years. Yeah, no, yes, published more the George R. R. Martin. Uh, the last story that was released was Burnin' and Luthien in May of 2017. Uh, Tolkien's latest work was edited by his son Christopher and illustrated by The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings artist Alan Lee. Oh, nice. Uh, the book's release was surprising to Tolkien scholars, as Christopher had previously said that Baron and Luthien was, quote, presumptively my last book in the long series of editions of my father's writings.
2: So so this is all based off of, like, notes that have been found.
0: Probably. Okay. Um, it's also entirely... I mean, from what I know about J.R.R. Tolkien, he just basically just wrote a whole bunch of shit. And, like... Like, not, like, shit as in it was bad. Just, just write everything. It's
1: very prolific, I think, is what people yeah. would say.
0: But it, like, it's not, like, prolific. You wrote a lot like, of shit. You, it wasn't, <laughs> but it wasn't all published because he kept writing the same, like, five stories over and over and over again. Read the history of Middle Earth sometime if you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, my
1: God.
2: Are you saying that the history of Middle Earth is cyclical? cyclical?
0: No. It's
1: a hero's journey. I'm saying that. It's a story circle. It
0: is a story circle if you look at just Lord of the Rings. (laughs) uh, Or just one of any of those stories. No, but what I'm saying is that he rewrote, like, the first fucking chapter of Lord of the Rings, like, ten times. Before he even realized that, like, oh, I can make this a sequel to The Hobbit. So, yeah, that's what I mean. And so there's a lot of notes and half-finished stories that I'm sure were just lying around the Tolkien estate for the last half century, which is good because, you know, Christopher needs to eat. So...
1: (laughs) He doesn't have any discernible talents of his own.
0: (laughs) Why are we so mean to Christopher (laughs) Tolkien?
1: The world was mean to...
2: That's true.
1: (laughs) Anyway, um,
2: cuz he clutched onto that those rights well, like, no, a, but, like like a dragon on a horde. It, it, to to, to
1: bring this to to bring this back full circle, you know, when we started talking about JK Rowling and her approach where it's very like very controlling over the universe that she's created, like Tolkien had very much intended to be the opposite. Yeah. Like his intention was never to have it was never to have, like hold on to these rights with an iron fist for for half a century like his his big thing was just like yeah fuck it like this is a mythology like
0: do what do, you will do
1: what you will with it and so we could have had some really we could have had like i don't know steampunk hobbits i don't know about that some not
0: that but something sweet, else yeah, no, no, something better
1: <laughs> something better i don't know but it was like i'm saying like there were options uh before christopher tolkien kind of stepped in and really Ruined his father's... I mean, not ruined his father's legacy, but... I
0: mean, Tolkien never intended for the Silmarillion to be seen by anybody, let yeah. alone published. Yeah. Like, I think he sent it to, like, two people and was like, it's not really that important, but here's this thing. And now it's, like, the backbone of your... Yeah. If you're going to be, like, you know... A Tolkien s- scholar. Serious Tolkien scholar. Yeah. T.M.R.C., you know. But I, I,
1: And I think that's why we shit on Christopher Tolkien. Right. Um, cause he could have been, he could have been less of a dick. Yep. Hashtag Elise 20, 2019 hashtag hashtag. I'm hashtagging myself.
2: Thanks for coming to our Ted talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I think, I think that's kind of why we pick on Christopher Tolkien and, and also one of the things that I think, you, you know, I know those, I, I feel like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter get compared a lot just because the movies were coming out around the same time. Um, cause they share very little, I mean, They don't.
0: I mean, other than, you know, Uh, Dumbledore is just a big ripoff of of Gandalf. Gandalf.
1: Yeah, no, I can see that. And
0: and Daniel Radcliffe and, uh, and, um, what's his name? Elijah Wood. Elijah Elijah Wood. They look exactly the same. Yeah,
1: but that's not the fault of either of the authors. That's a, that's a casting decision. That's true. But they are eerily similar. (laughs) Um... Anyway, hey, we like we brought the podcast full circle. Yeah.
0: And I think that's yeah, probably that. a good place to end it.
1: Yeah, we're only at the the 113 mark, but mm-hmm. oh well. That's we'll... all
0: right. Do we have any like rants that we want to go on before we end? Uh Not including the rants that we've already went on. <laughs>
2: I think that there's some strongly worded things we could say to people that just think that making anything steampunk is automatically going to make it awesome. <laughs> Elise.
1: <laughs> what? It's the gears and the goggles.
2: Goddamn gears. And the
1: bustle skirts. Look, you can... Put- Why don't you like the bustle skirts? Okay, so... I'm going to take apart this iPad and I'm going to put it back together and it's like... What do they do? <laughs>
2: What do the gears it's do? The steam what purpose does it serve? It's
1: the aesthetic.
2: What social commentary on the Industrial Revolution does it bring? <laughs>
1: It's like cool because, like, we could be Victorian, but then we could have modern technology. We could be horrendously oppressed and wear 20 pounds of underwear, but I could also have my iPhone.
0: Also, Alex, weren't you the one that wanted us all to play Mars 1885? I do, but that's okay. So, all right, there's a difference.
2: Okay, and we had
1: a really clean sum up, and now we just ruined it. So, Mars 1885.
2: <laughs> Mars 1885, or 89, or whatever it is, is a role-playing game that takes place on Mars um, where Earth's empires have colonized it because space works instead of what we – it actually is. It works with, like, the luminous ether that they thought it did. And so people go on these ships and, like, Thomas Edison first went to Mars and then brought back this wood that floats. It's all ridiculousness and, and, like, fantasy kind of stuff. Yeah. But it focuses a lot on the social ramifications of imperialism and colonialism mm. a lot more than it does the fantastical science stuff. Okay. And it, it's like taking away all of the um, kind of white man's burden kind of, you know, underpinnings of it and look, look, looking at that and examining that from a, a, from a sci-fi perspective as well as because, like, you know, those empires still have colonies in Africa and Asia. And so it's, like, this is just, like, an extension of that. And so that's kind of the the part of it that I want to explore. Steampunk, as an aesthetic, wants to ignore all of the history, ignore all of the social ramifications, and just say, look, this stuff is really cool. I stuck a bunch of gears on it, because whatevs. Gears are cool.
1: What do you have against gears, Matt? Gears
2: have to serve a purpose. They have reasons to exist. What? <laughs>
1: No, I just want to wear a, like I want to wear a corset so my boobs are shoved underneath my chin, but then I also want to wear a big fluffy skirt, well, but the... I don't want to have to worry about historical accuracy because I want to buy it really cheap off of Amazon.
0: Actually, Elise just made a very good case of <laughs> 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 the existence of steampunk. So the my <laughs> rests. But the biggest
2: thing is that you know like, inventions, like, you could tell a story with a steampunk setting, and, like, the inventions that get invented could happen, sure. And you could do that, and you could still look at the social ramifications or not, whatevs. The thing is that fashion does not necessarily change that way. Like, you know, maybe there was a time when people, you know, had, like, buildings that were designed to look like cars, but they weren't going around wearing mufflers, you know. What? (laughs) Like, when when the automobile was invented. Okay. You know? Like, like you have the, the what is it, the um, Art Deco style. Or, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah.
2: So, like, you know, you've got minor things like that where it's kind of inspired by the technology of the time, but the clothing does not necessarily reflect that, especially in kind of the, the very conservative mindset of, like, the British Empire of the late Victorian era, you know? Anyway.
1: My bustle skirt. That's it. That's all I've got. I mean I really know you're 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 making a lot of really wonderful yeah. points. Um, That's always I, I just I I I just damn, You just I want
2: to wear, wear a bustle skirt. I want to wear a bustle well, skirt. Well, wear a bustle skirt, but it doesn't need to have gears on it. You could just wear whatever you want. You know? You don't have to justify it as being steampunk. Alex
1: 2019. <laughs> yeah. Wear what you want.
0: And I think with that word of advice uh <laughs> We shall end our journey. Okay. All right. What did we learn this week?
1: Uh, J.K. Rowling needs to uh, relinquish all of creative control over Harry Potter. Okay. And just give it to her fans. I think it's a good. That's lesson. what I learned. All right.
0: Alex. What did we learn this week?
2: I learned that Christopher Tolkien is actually a dragon sitting on hordes of
0: information. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what did you, did you learn, learn Nick? I I learned that if you want to contact us, we are <laughs> we have uh, we have an email address, which is some nerds have an email at gmail I'm sorry. What was that again? It says some nerds have an email at gmail ah. Um, we also have a Twitter I, I learned that too what is our Twitter
2: uh, don't ask me you always ask me and I can never <laughs> we have a nerd, nerd the Twitter <laughs> we have a nerdcast we have a
1: nerdcast we have a nerdcast we also have a Facebook page which is some nerds have a podcast to make us easier to find yeah please like us like subscribe you can listen to it we have an RSS feed so you can listen to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast which yeah.
2: hopefully you're listening to it right now or well, this is really a weird maybe
0: podcast. you found yeah. it someplace else who knows um but it's being beamed directly into your brain. subscribe to us if you are not subscribed Do we have that kind of money i mean <laughs> no but apple does um which speaking of you can uh leave us a review on itunes uh that would that would be nice i don't think we have any reviews on itunes yeah. i mean
1: i feel like we'd even take like a one-star review at this point it would
0: help us be found at the very least <laughs> so thank you
2: all for listening Uh, My name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And we will see you all, or you'll hear us all next time. (laughs) God, it sucks. Ah.
1: (laughs) Fix it in post. Fix it in
2: post. We'll do it live.